Welcome to Sash Says, a podcast providing insightful conversations, connecting pageants, people, and purpose, where we believe in wearing your invisible crown, walking in grace, and leaving a little sparkle wherever you go. And now, here's your host, business owner, beauty queen, speaker, pageant coach, and all-around Southern Belle, Leah Hatter. Hi, Queens. Leah here. I am so very happy to have Katarina Villegas as today's interview guest. Katarina is the reigning Miss Oregon USA 2020. In addition to competing in pageants, Katarina is a music artist with two music chart hits and is currently in college pursuing a doctoral degree. I have no doubt that she will have a successful year as Miss Oregon USA 2020 and will accomplish much during her reign. Please help me give Katarina Villegas a huge Sash Says podcast welcome. Enjoy the episode featuring this amazing queen. Reign on and be awesome today. Hi, Leah. I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am doing well, as well as can be, sitting here in quarantine. In the, and how are you doing way up there in the beautiful state of Oregon? I'm keeping as busy as possible. TikTok, man, let me tell you. <laughs> Girl, you sound like me. I'm like scrolling on TikTok. What have you been doing uh, outside of TikTok? Well, I am a doctorate student of psychology. So for me, I know that a lot of people are bored right now and probably losing their minds and <laughs> yeah. staying home. And I'm honestly still wondering how I'm going to get enough hours in the day just because I think I'm sleeping a little bit later and waking up a little bit later just because I don't have to make any actual appearances right now, but I still have so many things that I need to do. So yeah. I have a ton of homework. And it's been really nice just because I finally have time to catch up on my assignments. I think it was a whirlwind since I've been crowned. I've done so many exciting things. So having time to actually do my homework is a little refreshing. <laughs> Are you attending college? At so I go to California Southern University, which is completely online. Um, so I started the program before I moved to Oregon. And then I ultimately moved just because of what I was working on. So my family, I have an aunt and I have cousins that live, uh, that I live with right now. And two of them have been diagnosed with autism. Oh. And another one we think is on the spectrum. We're not exactly certain. So when I decided to major in or to get my doctorate in psychology and to become licensed, I thought, okay, well, I need to decide what I want to emphasize in. So I was trying to decide whether I wanted to look at intellectual disabilities or more family care. And I thought the best way to figure that out would be to spend time with my family, with my cousins, just to see if this was something that I could either make a difference in or whether it was something I wanted to pursue. 
I think um, that's an excellent choice that you've made, especially related to that major in, in that career field, uh, because we need more people who are understanding um, working in the psychology field. And do you have a platform that's related to autism awareness or what is your platform? For me, it's actually, um, I plan on becoming a military psychologist once I'm done with my license. So for me, mental health is something that's very, very important to me with my cousins, with the military. Um, my father served, my grandfather served. And so for me, it was really, really important that I would too. I think that healthcare for mental health care specifically is so important, not just post-release of military, but beforehand. I don't think that enough attention is given to that. And so we're dealing with individuals who now have PTSD and they waited too long to deal with it. And so that's something that's really, really important to me. And um, I just feel that we talk so much today about mental health, mental health, mental health. It's something that you hear all the time, emotional well-being. But what does that really mean and how do we go about handling it? So what I've found is that the best way to deal and cope is by finding ways to keep busy and by nourishing your mind. By nourishing your mind, you're constantly going to find new purpose for yourself. So that was one of the main reasons why I decided, hey, let me do my doctorate. That way it's like I can gain more knowledge and information regarding mental health that I can actually share with others. And so... I would say my platform is definitely around nourishing your mind so that we can continue to find purpose and motivation whenever it comes to issues of anxiety or depression. But more specifically, um, my plans involve working with uh, co my cousins who have autism and military. So uh, related to your platform, Katarina, what types of appearances have you made so far in order to promote it? Well, I just got back from Uganda a few weeks ago, and that was really amazing just because Miss Uganda North America is an organization that um, their queen comes from Uganda, but she lives in America. So they take her back home, and then they do all sorts of service projects everywhere. And so the queen's platform was mental health, which was the same as mine. So it worked out that when they invited me onto this trip, we got to um, speak to different high school girls. Yeah. And we went to a boarding school, we got to sit in on group therapy sessions, we were able to provide that to them. We also went to work with sexual abuse and domestic violence victims. And it was just a constant going around meeting different groups of different cultures and different people and talking to them how important it is to consider uh, emotional well-being and mental health and what coping mechanisms and strategies they could use for handling everyday issues that people for I think for a long time have been afraid to talk about I mean how easy is it for someone to admit I have depression or I have this issue or yeah. I have that issue we don't want to admit those things so I think it's important conversations that I've been able to have during the time of my reign with different people to remind them that yes these are things that almost everybody goes through and it's okay to talk about it because when we talk about it we can motivate one another to get past it and get better.
Well, Katarina, because it's such a sensitive topic for some people um, to discuss mental health issues, um, or maybe you personally know someone who is struggling um, with some mental health issues, depression, anxiety, maybe suicidal thoughts, et cetera, what is the proper or respectful way um, to open up that conversation? Well, I use myself as an example. So I'm somebody who suffered from a severe depression um, years, years ago. And I was put on medication by my doctors and um, it didn't work for me. I felt that I wasn't myself and I did not know how to deal, how to cope. I was not the same person with my family members or with everyone around me. I was very angry, very bitter. And I had to make the conscious decision for myself that I need to find what works for me. And what works for me is not being on medication. And that's not for everybody. But for me, that was something that was holding me back. And I said, I need to find ways to keep myself busy. So that originally pushed me into getting my master's in psychology, because I said, I want to better understand this disease. Yes. Because I can't move past it unless I understand it. And I'm actually a recording artist. So growing up, Every kid says, I want to be a superstar. I want to be a princess. I want to be, well, I was set on being a singer that was going to tour the world. And that's how I was going to spread positive messages to everyone. And so that's what I was using my music for very early on, using it to communicate messages of positivity and uplifting one another. But I realized that I could not use my own personal experiences alone to spread that message to people. I needed to be educated on the subject. So in that sense, I was able to find a purpose for myself. And that's kind of what led me out of that hole, out of that dark feeling. So for me, it's easy to open up that conversation with people when I can use my own personal experience and then say, yes, I'm also studying the subject as well. So I understand and I, and I hear you and I'm here for you. So it is a very sensitive topic because it's not something that people want to just open up about. But I think that when we as individuals are willing to share our struggles with other people, they can relate to that and they can say, oh, you hear me or oh, yeah. you understand. I went through this too. So I, that's something that I found is easier to bring the topic up is that when I can say, hey, like, I get it. I've been through it too. And Katerina, um, what is a way in which we could help support the awareness? Or, I mean, are there any programs that we can get involved with in our local communities? Um, are there any organizations that we can help promote? I mean, well, there is NAMI. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the National Alliance of Mental, uh, the okay. Mental Institute. Like they are, they have I've visited them and I've worked with them a little bit. And I love how within my city where I live, um, there's the NAMI Aloha and they have incredible resources. They have so many things that are available. If you go in, there are people that you can talk to. There are group therapy sessions that you can participate in. So that's one resource that's available to everyone because I think that NAMI is available, I think, throughout the entire country. Um, and I think just my platform and what's important to me is just sharing experiences with one another and being willing to 
eliminate some of the pride that we may have as individuals and open ourselves up to conversation. And I push for giving back to your community. So I wouldn't say that there is any one program that I want to necessarily push, but my advice to anyone that's dealing with a mental illness or depression or anxiety or whatever it is, take the strength and energy that you have and focus not on, not so much on how it is that you feel and how it's affecting you, but take whatever energy you have and try to change the mindset of, I'm going to take this and invest it into something else or invest it into someone else. Because that, I mean, that's what works for me. Um, I found that if I could take whatever energy I had and if I could give that back to someone else or to help another person or to help an organization, then I was not so focused on myself and what was going on with me anymore. I was able to give back to others. And I think that when you can give back, it's a very rewarding feeling. And I think that comes back to purpose. It comes back to what causes us to feel these things. And I think that a lack of purpose is the root of what of a lot of our mental health issues can come from. So do you think too, I mean, related back to you had mentioned um, taking medication and I know for some people that can help tremendously. Um, What about seeing a psychologist or a counselor? I mean, would you advise that for some people? Absolutely. I think that it's very important. And I mean, as in far as whether you should take medication, not take medication, don't listen to me about that. I'm just sharing my story. Um, I am not a licensed psychologist. The only people that can advise you as to what the proper care for you is, is a doctor, is a therapist, is somebody who is licensed and well-versed in the subject matter. I am currently studying it. So I always think that you should always go first to the professionals. And do you think too, um, maybe opening up could help someone kind of process what, what's going on? Absolutely. Um, I will say from personal experience, it was something that I kept very quiet for a long time. I, it was not something that I was going to admit or say. I grew up in a Latin household, Latin family, <laughs> Latino culture. You don't have depression. You don't have issues. Like that's all made up. That's just in your head. That doesn't exist. Feelings? No, there's no such thing. You just do as you're told. Like that's the culture that I grew up in. And it was very hard to be open and honest. But when I finally had the courage, I'm going to say had the courage to say, no, things are not okay. This is how I feel. This is what's going on with me right now. That's what changed everything. I said, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to go talk to people. I'm going to focus on fixing this because it doesn't just hurt me. It makes my whole body hurt. It makes me feel like there's something wrong. So once I was able to have that courage and admit, yes, I have a problem, that's what changed everything for me. I felt like I gained some power back. I wasn't letting this thing weigh on me, giving it control over me. I was able to take that control back and say, no, I'm going to take care of whatever this is. And that's how I'm going to get better. And it felt as though a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders once I was finally 
able to open up about it. And then when I was able to um, even talk to a therapist about it, it was helpful because you can't change the way others around you behave. You can't change that there are things that people might do that kind of spark these issues and spark these frustrations. You, you can't change people around you, but you can change the way you react to them. So it was helpful to go to gain counsel, gain advice, to change my mindset and work on my reactions to situations. So I think that being open, being honest, it helps you gain power back. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Katarina. And uh, related to being Miss Oregon USA 2020, and then also using this title um, as a way to open more doors for you to be able to promote your platform, um, how do you plan on promoting it whenever you do attend uh, the Miss USA Nationals Week? I mean, for me, it's still just having open conversations as it is. Sure. Um, I'm not a, a one girl, one platform thing. Yeah. I think that there are so many things that are important in the world, as I mentioned, like education. Yes, I relate education back to mental health, but I just think that it's so important that people go back to school because it's good yeah. for you. And um, I've had the opportunity to go and speak to middle schools, high schools. And it's always, and I was doing this before I was crowned Miss Oregon USA too. And I didn't really talk a whole lot about mental health back then. I talked about uh, the advantage of getting an education. And anyone who's younger has probably heard this. Or, I mean, you've probably heard this in your life too, where you hear, oh, I don't want to go to college because all of this is a piece of paper and the degree means nothing to me. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, How many that. of us have heard that? We hear that yeah. all the time. And I say, no, that's not true. It's not true because let me tell you what a four-year degree does. It doesn't matter what you majored in. It tells any employer that you were dedicated and you were determined and you set your mind to complete something and you did it. That's yeah. what that does. It doesn't matter what the degree is in. It matters that you devoted your time and energy to something and completed it to the very end. And so that's something that's really important to me. And going into nationals, I want my example. I want to be an example of how the different things I'm talking about are important. So yes, I am a doctorate student. Um, I plan on going to the military as soon as I'm done. I have two songs on the billboard chart that um, made top 14 and top 15 over over the past couple years. And I just want my life to sh be an example to other young girls and, and women and just everyone in general that you can truly do anything that you set your mind to. The only one that's going to stop you from accomplishing the things that you want to is yourself. So it's removing yourself from the equation sometimes yeah. to be able to say, I'm not going to put these limits on myself because I'm capable of this. So I'm not going to get in my own way. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. You have to get out of your own way and you have to believe in yourself 100%, Katarina. I think a lot of young ladies out there, they're suffering from low self-esteem and they've got to remember that they're special and unique and they have a, a set of gifts and talents that they can use to help change the world. And so it's like, why not go for it? I mean, you only live one time. So we, we've got to make the best of today. We've got to make the best of, you know, this one life that we have. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so, so easy for us to get down on ourselves with social media. It's so easy for us to scroll through, look at the pictures of someone else. But we have to remember that we want to post the best pictures of ourselves. We want to present ourselves in a way that we want to be perceived. Now, that doesn't mean that that's always reality for everyone. So we just need to learn to not compare ourselves to others. We're in different phases of our lives. I mean, I have friends who at 21 got married, and then I have friends who are 30 and not married yet. And it's not, it's not a downfall. Everyone is on a different life path. Everyone is accomplishing different things. Some of my friends are still in school, are full-time students. Some very early on started their careers and are doing everything that they could have dreamed of doing. And there's nothing wrong with taking your own time to find your passion and to work on your craft. So if we can learn to celebrate one another's successes and achievements, I think that it helps us not get so down on ourselves. Like if I could change the world for anyone, it would just be that you can celebrate what other people are doing and don't let that be a reflection of what you have achieved or have not achieved because everyone has their own time and their own purpose. Yes, absolutely. To everything, there is a season. And uh, mm-hmm. related to this important season, why, Katarina, did you want to become Miss Oregon USA? Well, it's actually a really funny story because I had no intention of becoming Miss Oregon USA. I had no intention of competing in a pageant ever again. Um, yeah, no, I didn't want to. I called myself retired so many times. I competed in 2016 and 2017, I think that was my very last pageant I had done. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not for me. I don't like it. I don't like the stress. I don't like the pressure of it. And I want to focus on my music. I want to focus on myself. And then when I moved, I had all my friends and everyone reaching out to me and they said, Katarina, we know you're not done. There's no way. Like, try it. Please try it. Just compete one more time. One more time. Do it. This will help your career. This will help everything that you want to do. Just do it. So it was kind of on a whim that I just decided, oh, what, what the heck? Why not? Well, let's just give it one more shot. Let's just see what happens. And I'm so glad that I decided to do it just because there are so many things that I want to share with the world and it's like music was only getting me so far when you have a crown and when you have a sash, it's a superpower. I'm not even kidding because you have people who see the shiny blingy thing that you're wearing and they want to know, well, who are you and what are you about and why should I listen to you? And it's, it's a helpful tool to spread messages of positivity and to uplift other people just because if you're not wearing it, why should anyone, I mean, it's funny the attention you get when you're just standing there and then as soon as you put it on and it's like, okay, so it's been, <laughs> so I'm glad I did it and I'm glad that I'm now preparing for Miss USA because I feel that it's opened a lot of doors. We'll be right back to Sash Says with your host, Leah Hatter. Rain on.
Queens. My name is Crystal Bell Salisbury, owner and founder of Crystal Clear Pageantry, and you're listening to Sash Says Podcast. Hi, Queens. Leah here. I hope that you are enjoying the episode as much as I did recording it. Sash Says is located on several platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have a chance, please feel free to follow the podcast, rate it, or leave a review. Let me know what you think of the episode. As always, rain on and back to the show. Welcome back to Sash Says with your host, Leah Hatter. It's pronounced Leah, not Leah. She's not a princess. She's a queen, baby. Um, just because I really, I really do want to push young girls just to motivate them and encourage them to let them know that, yes, you truly can do anything that you set your mind to and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And you don't have to give into peer pressure. That does not determine your value in life that does not determine your worth and so competing for Miss Oregon USA when I finally decided to do it again (laughs) because I was so against doing it but when I decided I'm going to do this it was it was nice to be able to say okay this is my purpose in it this time and I think that that's what made this competition for me different than any other pageant experience I'd ever had once I decided to do it I committed to it and I said this is not about winning this is about sharing my message this is about being an example being a light and um i'm just gonna do that all the way through and if they decide to crown me then hey that's great and that's exciting that means more people to share my message to and if they don't well nothing changes for me i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing anyway well and katarina i love the fact too that you're breaking um there's a stereotype out there and a lot of people think that pageant queens are very mean, they're fake, they're not genuine. Um, There are some people who assume that pageant queens aren't always intelligent or they're not capable and that we're focused on ourselves um, or we just, we're only focused on our looks, et cetera. And so I love the fact that you're very open about going to school and promoting education. Um, You're very genuine and you have various interests. So I love the fact that you're breaking that stereotype uh, saying that, you know, pageant queens are only this or they're only this. Like, um, so basically what I get from your message too is the fact that you can be yourself and you don't have to fit like this cookie cutter image. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And I always, (laughs) I always like to say like, what is normal? Yes. (laughs) What is normal for, for anything? What makes a normal beauty queen? What makes a normal person? Like there is no, we, I think we all define normal very differently. So why not just be true to ourselves and whatever it is we do? And I'm not saying that being true to yourself means sharing the first thing that comes to mind whenever you feel like it and being an unfiltered (laughs) person. No, we still have to get along with everyone else's society and still be kind to people. But we don't need to fit into the mold that society says we need to because yeah. everyone has a different opinion and you're not going to make everyone happy anyway. So someone's always going to disagree. So if someone's going to disagree about whatever choices you're making or whatever things that you're doing in your life, then why not do 
what it is that brings you the most fulfillment. Yes. Yes. I'm just over here. I'm like shaking my head. Yes. Y'all can't see me, but <laughs> I'm like, yes, go Katarina, go. Yes. Preach it. Awesome. So you said that you were retired earlier. Did you grow up competing in pageants? Uh, no, I started at 17. I started a lot later than others. And it's just so funny. I convinced myself that I retired after every single pageant that I competed in. I was that girl. I was like, I'm not doing this again. And then, oh, this one's coming up. I guess I am. <laughs> so I tried different pageant systems. And um, it, I don't know. It was, everyone always laughs at me. So when I announced that I was going to compete for Miss Oregon USA, they're like, yeah, we're not surprised. <laughs> and I was like, well, I am. Because I was convinced I wasn't going to do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, so is um, the USA system the only system you've competed in or have you competed in some others? I've competed in others. So I, uh, gosh, I'm going to have to think about it for a little bit. Okay. So I did U.S. International. Okay. And I placed first runner up nationally at Miss U.S. International. After that, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I said, clearly it wasn't for me. I was one spot away from winning. This just isn't for me. So we're just going to, we're just going to not do this anymore. And then a year or two later, um, someone reached out. I did super national also. I was second runner up nationally for that. I think it was that same year. And then I did Miss World America. I tried that one out. That was a lot of fun for me. And I said, this was great experience. And I am happy to end my pageant career on this note. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And so those were the three other systems I did. U.S. International, Super National, and then uh, World America. Okay. So you, you've tried out a few systems here and there. Mm-hmm. And y'all, um, if you are listening and maybe you're not interested in the USA system, but you want to do a different system or, you know, maybe you're just not satisfied with the system you're in and you're pursuing maybe competing in the USA system, you've got to find the system that matches your belief system, um, a system in which you feel comfortable in, et cetera. So, I mean, there are so many systems out there to compete in. And I mean, I'm sitting here with Ms. Oregon USA 2020 right now, who said, you know, she tried this system and that system. And finally she found the Miss USA system and that system worked for her. And so uh, just be open to exploring, and, you know, because I promise there will be a pageant system out there um, that will be the best fit for you. Right. Absolutely. And timing is everything. Timing yeah. is. So the very first pageant that I competed in was California Teen USA. Um, that was <laughs> a long time ago now. And so for me, that was my very, very first experience going into it, completely new to pageantry. I mean, I was the girl that did not take a brush to her hair. I was mismatched. <laughs> and I took, this is a story I don't think I've actually told before, but I used to take dance classes as a child. And I was four years old. And my mom said, nope, we're not, ta we're taking you out of this because I spent more time in the mirror checking out my outfit than I did doing the actual routines in the class. <laughs> and my mom said, this chick is going to be vain as heck. We are pulling her out of this. She's never doing this. And she decided 
she was keeping me far away from the entertainment world as much as possible, just because she never wanted me to be concerned with my appearance. She never wanted me to feel that I needed to compare who I was or what I had to other girls my age. So she said, nope, we're eliminating this altogether. <laughs> so at 17, I was nominated by a teacher to do a beauty pageant. And my mom said, no, like, are you sure about this? Like, are you sure? And she kind of thought it was funny because again, I was the girl that didn't take a brush or her hair. I was more athletic than anything. And so she said, fine, we'll give this a shot and we'll see what happens. And she's been uh, my biggest pageant mom supporter person that is on my case about everything all the time ever since. <laughs> your momager does she feel like a momager oh absolutely <laughs> I saw a complete 180 once I decided to do these things it was and it's so funny because I was like oh my mom I was like my mom's on me at all times I'm gonna be 27 soon my mom's still constantly like what are you wearing what are you doing like how are you looking send me a picture of your outfit send me and growing up I didn't have that because she didn't yeah. want me to worry about it because it was the last thing she wanted me to think about. But now she's like, well, you chose this world. So we got to make sure you're prepared for it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, at least you have that support system. At least you thought. Uh, yeah, I'm so grateful. Or, you know, and I, there are some parents out there where they're like, pageants? Like, why would you want to do something as silly as a, as a pageant? So I'm so glad that you do have parents, you know, who are supporting you and who will probably cheer you on when we do finally, you know, set a date for the Miss USA. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. My, I mean, my parents, if I'm being honest, they practically chose my Miss USA gown. And yeah. I was like 100% like, I, you know, I didn't even. I didn't even look. I just said, I like that one. I'll try it on. You guys go find me the dress. <laughs> I said, go find it for me. And so they brought me a few options and I tried them on and they said, that's the one. And I said, okay. I made my adjustments to it and said, these are the things that need to change. But yes, yeah, so I definitely have big pageant, pageant family for sure. My mom and my dad are extremely involved, extremely supportive and whenever I need them for whatever I need them for they're always there. Sure so speaking of uh, Miss USA week um, of course I know that you're you're probably going to get to meet uh, the current Miss USA right now um, and there will probably be some former Miss USA's in the audience. Uh, Katarina do you have a particular favorite Miss USA or maybe a, a USA who you look up to? It's so hard to say that I have a favorite, especially now that I'm, I'm, I'm in the system. I mean, there are so, there are so many incredible Miss USA's and you can't compare them to one another. Um, when it comes to Miss Universe though, I do have to say that I feel like I relate to Catriona Gray. Especially okay. because she's a singer and I, I love everything about her. I also loved Pia. I'm a big, um, fan of all of our Philippines Miss Universes. <laughs> and um, I loved Olivia Culpo just because she took her year and you've seen what she's been able to do and how she's been able to grow from being Miss Universe. And she was Miss USA. She was our Miss USA Universe. Um, I also love Sarah Rose Summers, Nia Sanchez, and their years were very fun to follow along just because I felt a lot of positivity like when I would read their posts and our Miss USA right now Chesley 
I mean, she is, she's superwoman. She's Wonder Woman. Look at everything that she's accomplished so far. I mean, in her year, she's gotten to be a correspondent for, I think it's E or Extra, one of the two. I don't know. I'm not really, I don't remember which one it is, but there's, these are women that just have been able to demonstrate how um, important it is to be a well-rounded woman. And they've really pushed that. And I think that they're very inspiring. So I don't have a favorite. She I was, love Pia Wurtzbach. I believe, yeah, she was the one, y'all, who was crowned, I believe, Katarina, correct me if I'm wrong, but Pia was crowned during the Steve Harvey. Yes. Oopsie I was baby. there for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was there. Um, <laughs> no, and so I just. To Philippines and immediately I thought of Pia. So, yeah, you were there. So you did you get to watch it live? I did. I did. That was, that was quite the experience. Um, as soon as it was over, I walked out of the theater with my mom and then we looked at the screens right outside. I believe we were at Planet Hollywood that year and we said, wait a minute, it's not over. And we ran back in and we saw the whole thing happen. And there was a big car accident that happened right outside. And it was just a crazy night in general. But it was quite the experience. And I know that there were a lot of people that were angry about it. And it was very, very sad and devastating. At the same time, I like to find the positive in things. That's something that I enjoy doing just because I think that it's better to be positive and find silver linings and things that it is to be bitter about everything. <laughs> so I looked at it as this is the, this is going to put us like on the map, the people who have not heard of Miss Universe and the people who are not familiar with pageant world, <laughs> they're going to know pageant world for a while. I think that we're going to get a lot more viewers now because people are going to say, what happened? I want to watch next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, it definitely, uh, jumped up in the viewers numbers I do believe is what they announced like for the next year and I can't believe they invited him to come back and host again you know after that huge uproar yeah it was crazy and for those of you who are probably wondering how do we jump from like Miss USA to Miss Universe um once Katarina does win Miss USA I'm going to speak it once she does <laughs> win the Miss USA crown um she will then go on to the Miss Universe competition, and that is an international competition uh, with queens from all over the world representing, you know, I think almost every country has a representative, or pretty much. Um, the majority of them do. Yeah, the majority have at least one representative, um, and then whoever wins that becomes Miss, Miss Universe, for those of you who are like, how, how does that all tie in together? Um, so yeah, it, y'all, that was one crazy, crazy night, and uh, if you missed it, go ahead and watch the replay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting, but I, I do admire the way that Pia handled that situation. Mm -hmm. I, I can only imagine. I could only imagine. Um, well, Katarina, if someone is living in Oregon right now and is interested in becoming Miss Oregon USA, um, how do we get in touch with the program? I mean, do we sign up for it? Do we call the director? I mean, how do we make that process happen? So you're going to sign up by going to www.missoregonusa.com and go ahead and contact us through there and we'll get you signed up. It's a very fun experience with just incredible opportunities. And I have to say that just the sisterhood and the friendships that you make once you get to pageant weekend and just in the preparation for it, it's 
it's amazing. And I would just encourage that even if you've never done it before, try it at least once in your life. And what exactly do you do? Is there uh, kind of, would you mind giving us the breakdown of the competition nights? So is there an interview portion, on stage questions, swimsuit, what, what, what all goes down during the competition? So for our competition, we have, um, ours was a two day. So on Saturday, we had our panel interview. So you're in rehearsals all day long just to prepare for the final show, just to make sure everything looks perfect. And then you have your panel interview. So it's you stand before a panel of maybe four or five judges, sometimes six, and it's about a three minute interview. And then the next day we have our preliminary competition. So everyone does the opening number, everyone introduces themselves, they walk in swimsuit, they walk in evening gown, that's the prelim show. Then you have the final show. And for finals, the top 15, or the top, is it, no, not top 15, top 11 are um, called. And then uh, it's just process of elimination from that point on. So you have the, all the girls walk in swimsuit and evening gown that are the finalists. And after they've walked in both, they will call a top five. And those top five get asked the onstage question. This year, we did something a little different where it wasn't just one onstage question. We were also given a final thought. So they went through, each girl got her individual question, and then they came back around and asked us why we should become the next Miss Oregon USA. Oh my goodness. And do you know the onstage questions ahead of time, Katarina, or is nope. it just random? <laughs> You're just going to be prepared for whatever comes your way. So what was your most favorite part in competing specifically with the Miss Oregon USA competition? For me, it was the panel interview. Um, I mean, aside from getting to know all the girls, I feel like that's, that's usually the given. I, I think we all enjoy that part, just being able to socialize with one another. But my favorite part of the competition was definitely the private panel interview. That was the time that I felt that I got to share who I was with the panel of judges. I loved being able to answer their questions. And I remember leaving that interview feeling as though, okay, I let them know who I am. And I hope that what I said wasn't just impressive to them, but something that could have impacted them and yeah. something that maybe could have helped one of them in, in their lives and whatever it is that they're going through. And I thought, I don't, I don't know, because we're all in different places of our life, but that was my goal as I wanted to feel that whatever I had could contribute to someone else. So that's why that was my favorite portion. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I have judged um, Katarina, and it is surprising how um, you're the one with the score sheet and you're the one on the other side of the table, but yet you have a contestant who's so passionate about something. And just to hear their stories, to hear their platforms, to even hear a platform like yours, I mean, it is inspiring um, to see all of these young, beautiful, capable women just going out and making a difference in their communities. Yeah, I, I've and I've had the opportunity to judge too. And it's a totally different ball game when you're sitting on the other side of the table than when you're the one standing in front of it. Like it almost feels like it's better to be the one standing in front of it yeah. than it is to be sitting behind. 
Judging is hard, <laughs> y'all. If you've never judged, like, it is extremely hard. So please be merciful <laughs> whenever you're around the judges panel. Please don't, you know, just act accordingly because I'm telling y'all, like, it is extremely hard because you want to crown everybody, Katarina. I mean, you, you, you do. do. And, I mean, related to um, choosing a Miss USA, I, I don't know how they do it. The Miss Universe class this year, I absolutely have no idea how they chose just one representative, you know, because right, they were right. all incredible. It was like, how are they going to do this? <laughs> right. I, I thought the same thing when I watched. Yeah. I said, there's too many that are absolutely amazing. <laughs> how do you eliminate them? And it's so funny because when you watch the rehearsal videos or the the videos that they put up usually during the show you hear <laughs> luciera like yelling at everyone yeah. saying most of you are going to eliminate yourselves <laughs> oh dear so <laughs> but it's a lot of i'd be scared it's a lot of hard work um and i saw some of the videos of the girls kind of slipping on stage and things like that so they had some technical production issues kind of going on here and there but and um, I'm just so glad they were able to persevere. So, uh, Katarina, if anyone has any questions related to like Miss Oregon USA or your platform, or maybe they'd like to talk to you about booking an appearance, um, how can we reach you? That would also be through www.missoregonusa.com. So any questions, concerns, that's where you can go ahead and email if you want to sign up, if you want to request for an appearance, that's the place to do it. Um, we can also get in touch with one another through social media. So on Instagram, I am Miss O-R-U-S-A. And then on Facebook, Miss Oregon USA. And there you have it, folks. Katarina Villegas. And Katarina, I have one last question for you before we conclude. It just seems like you are a go-getter and you just want to set those dreams and just crush them. Um, do you have some type of inspirational quote or Bible verse that you live by each day to keep yourself motivated? Yes. For me, it is, there's two actually. So okay. one Bible verse is, in everything give thanks. And the other one for me is Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. So whenever I feel as though something did not go for me the way I had hoped or I had planned, I know that I can push past it because God has something a lot bigger and better for me that I just don't see yet. So that's been the best mentality for me to maintain anytime I encounter what feels like failure because it's not failure. There's just something around the corner and this particular instance or circumstance just wasn't for me, but I'm going to keep going anyway because I can't see the whole picture. I can only see so far. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sash Says. Tune in for more engaging conversations soon. Until then, rain on.